Welcome to the underground, Australia's home of rap, metal, and alternative music. What is up and welcome to the underground. It is Ned, joined by the one and only Ill Fortune, my buddy Hunter. Ill or Hunter, how are you going, my man? Hey, it's going good, dude. You know, just in the studio, as usual. It's my little spot where I recluse at. It's a freaking dope studio, too. We were just saying that a little bit off there. There, I love the Freddy in the background there. You got the Halloween poster and whatnot. Very much a horror movie guy like myself. Awesome to see. Oh, yeah, man. And like I said, that's just that's just one wall of the studio. Every wall in here has some sort of crazy shit on it, you know? Man, yeah, that, that's awesome right there. But, hey, before we jump into this interview, I want to say a massive congratulations to you. You're a married man now. Photos <laughs> look very cool. Hell yeah, man. I got the ring and shit. It's nice. really not much different. I mean, I've been with her for eight years. So that's, you know, once you're together for eight years and you're living together, when you get married, nothing really changes, at least not for us anyways. Oh, that's good to hear. It's just all official and whatnot. Awesome stuff, man. And yeah, pass on my congratulations to her as well, Hunter. But let's jump into this, man. I've got to give you a massive props. It's been a big year for you dropping two albums and also helping me out, which is all sorts of cool. How do you sort of get your head around everything and and keep moving? One day at a time, man. (laughs) Literally one day at a time. It's one of those things, if you try to think too much about the big picture or you think about too much of like, oh, I got to do this and I got to get this done, then you don't end up getting anything done because you get overwhelmed and you just say, screw it to everything and you procrastinate. So for me, it's just like tackle one thing at a time. You know, if I have the energy, I got to pick one of these things that's on my to-do list and just get at it. Also, it's for me, the things that I don't necessarily want to do are the things I usually do first, because once those are out of the way, I have the creative headspace to be able to focus on things that I want to do, say like my album or something like that. Uh, I like that right there, man. Save the best stuff to last type deal. And you're producing songs for A La Zulalu now, which is very cool. I remember the first time we caught up, you're like, I'd love to work with them. Now you're like producing tracks for them. How did that come about? Very organically. It's actually kind of funny. I reached out to them about doing a collab over a year ago and they gave me the price and it was kind of something I was working towards, but then it got to the point where I ended up using that money to invest in other things for the album itself, equipment, things like that. And I kind of just had to weigh my options of what was a better use of my money at that time. So I kind of let it be. I didn't talk to them for a few months. And then one of them, I'm not sure which one it was. I think it was Bill or something hit me up on BeatStars, actually, <laughs> even though I, you know, I sell my beats using BeatStars on my website, but he hit me up directly on BeatStars saying that they were interested in a certain beat. I forget which one it was. It was like a really jazzy beat. I, I saw the name and I was like, what the fuck? And I looked at the picture and it kind of, it was hard to see, but it looked like he was wearing one of the, the, the forever faces, the Zool mask. Yeah. And uh, I was like, no way. Is this just like a fan of theirs hitting me up for a beat? So I click on the profile and sure enough, it was actually one of the dudes from, from Axe. And so I was like, no way. So I hit him back and I ended up talking to him, working out a price on it. I, I gave him a pretty decent discount because I was just super stoked to be working with them at that point. You know, I was like, yes, here it is. This is a good entry level placement right here into the type of people that I want to be working with. So they got that beat. Then I sent them 
a batch of more beats after that because I had their email. So I sent them like eight beats or some completely unreleased, told them that they had first pick of the litter before I sent them off to anybody else. And I think they ended up scooping up one beat out of that pack. And then now at this point, it's just uh, kind of going back and forth, me sending them beats, waiting until they you know, bite on one. Communication is definitely not super quick, but it never is in this industry. You know, it is, yeah. everybody's busy working on their own thing. So, but it's just to be working with them and to have two records out now with them. Or no, I think it's three actually. So one of them was on the Lost Lakes Estate. It was the, the outro song on that album. And then they released three singles for Halloween. Two of those were beats that I produced. One of them was uh, for, I think it was Monster in My Pocket. Yeah, definitely. And then 12 Foot Skeleton. Oh, you were behind 12 Foot Skeleton as well. Yeah, they're they're very cool. They're on the Underground Spotify playlist now if you want to check them out as well. Very, very cool there. And you say you're sort of working with them moving forward as well. Is there anywhere else that we can check out your beats and that? Are you working with anyone else at the minute, Hunter? In general, I'm always openly working with the public. You know, I sell my beats off my website, as you know, and I promote them on YouTube. That's kind of where I get more, most of my organic growth. As far as other artists that I'm kind of just working with, that it's not really a, it's not like a secret or anything. I'm doing a little bit of things with uh, Gmo Ski here and there. Yeah. I have several records placed on his new album. I'm not sure how many it is. I know I think I got like the intro and the outro, maybe one other song on there for Huckleberry Filth. That's his new big one he got coming out. Nice. Um, so that feels really good to be working on there. A few of those I actually did custom ones like for him, directly made them for him and sent them for his album. He kind of let me know the vibe he was looking for. So that was cool that he came directly to me requesting beats for this this album. That's always a good feeling when you have somebody that just like they know what they want and they know who they want to make it. And when that's you, that's that's a pretty big ego boost and which is something personally i gotta try to check at all times <laughs> <laughs> no i love that right there and love gmo ski so very much looking forward to hearing that and and just hearing more of your beats pop up on the underground which sort of brings me to my next question hunter what are your sort of takes on the underground scene at the mo- moment we're moving towards 2024 do you think it's fairly strong or where do you think it's at that's a really good question it's interesting you ask that because personally i feel like the underground scene is doing really good specifically in the horrorcore genre Recently, I seen somebody on Facebook saying that the horrorcore scene has been complete ass in the last year or two, that it's just getting worse and worse. And it's interesting seeing people say that when for me, it's the complete opposite. I'm seeing growth, not only in myself, but people that I support and that I've been rocking with for years, you know, they're finally starting to get their shine and pop off. And it just feels like the horrorcore scene maybe was stagnated for a while there, but I think we're seeing a new wave of not just artists from, you know, different generations and ages, but different types of horrorcore. For a while, it felt like it really revolved around shock value. You know, that was the big thing, was just who could say the most fucked up thing to make (laughs) people go, what the hell? And now we're seeing different types of horrorcore. Some might call it watered down version of horrorcore is what it is. I mean, there's so many different variations. But personally, for me, I'm very optimistic about it. I'm excited to seeing how people are approaching it from different angles and perspectives, which is how it should be. It needs to move forward and evolve from what it has been. Yeah, I hear what you're saying right there. And like when you're talking about the shock value and all that sort of thing, it's a, like I think you're throwing back 20 years ago when Necro was dropping like, you know, Prefix for Death and all that sort of stuff. And that was absolutely shocking. And there's only so much more that people could say. So I probably did hit that stagnant stage. And I tend to agree with you. It's sort of moving forward in a good direction at the minute, which brings me to your album, Midnight Matinee at the Macabre, man. What a brilliant piece of work that is right there. Many saying it's your best. How sort of long did it take you to work on this one, Hunter? I mean, 
definitely over two years, like maybe three years. Uh, and that's just from a planning perspective. And obviously I, I've gotten sidetracked working on different projects. The initial start for this idea goes all the way back to Fables of the Unstable, even yeah. uh, one of my biggest albums. And around the time I was making that album, I really wanted to hone in on something that was story driven. And that album has story to it, but it's a little bit of a clusterfuck. People that have listened to it know what I mean. It's not as coherent all the way through. So it's always been in the back of my mind that I want to do a horror album that is story driven, that makes sense from start to finish, that people can follow. So that was the original idea. Then I started working on... I made one song for it, okay? So I made, if you've heard the album, the last song is called Return of the Cambion, which is actually a nod to Seller of Corpses and Fables of the Unstable. It's, it's playing off that same character. Um, I made that song as a single that was supposed to be an individual story, and that was gonna be the first song for the album. And then I just kind of scrapped it and let it sit there on my computer for a while, and I was like, I'm not gonna do anything with this. Um, and I started working on the Toxic Offender album right after I scrapped that song. So then I got distracted working on that, did the whole promo run for that, released it, it was a, a really good success for me. And then more time went by and I started thinking about the album again, doing this anthology horror album. And then I got distracted by doing Ill O' Me, <laughs> the one that I released <laughs> earlier this year, because I feel like I was in a spot, my headspace, where I needed to release something to get some shit off my chest and off, you know, out of my mind. So something more personalized uh, that was different than what I'm used to doing. So that's why I made that album. And after I dropped that, I kind of realized I don't want people to hear this and think this is the direction I'm taking my music. I don't want them to think that this is the new style that I'm subscribing to because it wasn't. It was just like a one-off album just because I needed to do it for me. So I knew that this year I needed to do this horror anthology. It was time I needed to say, screw it and put everything else aside and just focus in on this concept. And I wanted it, like I said, I wanted it to be coherent, sharp, cunning, and just make sense the whole way through. So the best way to do that was to do a sort of horror anthology album where every song could be a completely different story, but the skits between the songs would be telling its own story that connects through and through. So yeah, it was definitely like three years in the making. And, and by the time that I, I dropped Illo Me, it was time to really focus on this one. So this whole last year since I'd say last January, I've just been focusing on this album. Yeah, and it's fantastic right there too. Ill Old Me was a fantastic album, but this one that you're talking about, man, Midnight Matinee at the Macabre, like you're saying, it's it's like a story the whole way through. Perfect album for Halloween and just for horrorcore in general. And you've got movie posters that go with each. That's you making them as well, yeah? Yeah, I decided... So originally when I was working on it before it ever released, I was wanting to do individual artwork for every song on there that I could include in the hard copy of the CD. But things happen, finances don't always work out, time doesn't work out. And that was the big thing on this album. It was actually rushed. As much as I don't want to admit it, it was very rushed. Oh, really? Yeah, I wanted to have it out before Halloween was the original intention. And it was looking pretty good. It was back in September. It was almost finished. I only had like three songs to wrap up. But the last three songs were collab songs. And some of the artists, I don't want to get into it too much, but there was delays in mm. getting their verses. Things didn't work out. And then I had to get those songs wrapped up. You know, at that point, it was like October 1st, and I'm like, crap, I got to get these three songs finished. I've been sitting on them for two months. So between that and just finances and stuff, I couldn't get the artwork done for those individual pieces for each song before the album release. So now that it's out, I have more free time doing the promo and everything. I figured it's it's a good way to promote them is doing actual vintage horror movie posters for every song, you know? And yeah, it's a fantastic way to promote them. We'll pop these up on our social media as well as they're already there on yours, man. Have you finished them all now? I know you're up to about track seven or eight last time I checked. Yeah, I have. Uh, I have to make 
the last one for Return of the Cambion, but I think there, so there's three more that have to come out. It's uh, Something in the Shadows, Sail at Hell's Gate, and Return of the Cambion are the last three. Yeah. Two of them are done. The last one I need to finish up. But yeah, I've been doing those with, with Photoshop, and they got like a new AI compatibility feature in it, which is pretty insane. It's not like is it's it's a lot more hands-on than you'd think you still got to do a lot of stuff it takes a long time to make something good but it's definitely helpful and makes it easier to to make shit oh man no i love it right there it's a fantastic concept and we're talking about that album right there man you are a big horror movie guy is that the direction that you're going to be taking with your next one are you going to follow that up or are you going to go back to more of the ill old me style like you were saying that it's not what you're going to be doing like what's the 2024 sort of end beyond for you I actually already got most of it planned out. Wow. Um, so as far as the album goes, Midnight Matinee at the Macabre, I am planning to do a follow-up album that ties directly to this al- to that album. It'll be the same drive-in theater. Um, Excellent. I'm not going to say anything past that. That might not be 2024, though. That might not be coming till 2025. But the idea with that is that I am going to do the original idea, which I didn't get into that as much, but the original idea is that every story song would have different artists featured on it. It would be a whole collab project. And again, because I was putting myself in a time crunch, I couldn't stand to wait for too many artists for collabs. The next time I won't be rushing it. I can wait for collabs as long as I need to, but that'll be later on. As far as 2024 goes and leading up to it, I'm going to be playing the singles game again, dropping consistent singles, not necessarily just horrorcore, but it could be anything. It could be my, my jazzy style. It could be some faster paced lyrical shit like ill me it could be anything you know i'm just gonna have fun with it and just experiment see what sticks that type of thing i've done that a few times and it's usually good for building a little bit of momentum it helps you keep relevant in people's feet and stuff which sucks that you got to do that you can't just take a break for a month and say yeah i'm just taking some r and r because when you do that the algorithm algorithm hates you when you come back and it's like hey where the fuck you been we're not gonna show you to anybody you know, it's so true, man. You can't even rest for five minutes in, in this game, but man, just still discussing midnight matinee at the macabre. A lot of people saying they want to see, you know, some visuals behind this as well. Like the idea of that as a, a movie would be something epic right there. Have you looked into any more of that style of things? Because I know that you do have that sort of film background as well. Yeah, a lot of people have suggested that, like trying to do like a, either doing individual short films for each song or uh, just doing like the whole thing in general. The problem with that, for one, is it's very time consuming and would take away from uh, other plans that I have this year and things that I want to bring to fruition. But I don't want to try to film these, these in, like make videos out of them and take away from the magic that of the storytelling aspect of the song. Sure. Um, because I feel like they have a very dis- distinct way of, of portraying these feelings and these vibes through each story. And I don't want to, I just don't want to ruin that by putting my face in the shoes of each character in it, if that makes sense. That's not to say yeah. that there might not be some visuals. I might be able to do like an animated video or uh, a lyric video or something like that. That's kind of more of where I'm going with it rather than straight up live videos. Yeah, that'd be really cool right there. And of course, you do have that great animated background. It's sort of, as well, it takes me to the Saturday the 14th film clip you did with Gmo was absolutely amazing right there. So the sort of the world is your oyster of what you could do with all of this, Hunter. Yeah, no doubt. And I have other plans in terms of film too. But the last time I talked to you, actually, I think I was talking to you about uh, writing a screenplay. I don't know if I had written it yet, but at this point in time, it is completed. Um, oh, it is, yes. 
Yep. Beyond that, I am working on a different project with my brother. I really can't speak too much on it because we just, this is a very fresh idea as of this week. We just had a meeting to hash out things this morning, uh, but we're making a pilot for what could be an animated adult comedy that we're going to be pitching to studios uh, this year. Yeah, beyond that, I can't really speak too much on it, but the idea definitely seems like one of those golden ticket ideas, but we'll see. It could just be a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a case of watch this face, Hunter. No, I love it right there, man. Well, is there anything else more you'd like to discuss on the music side of things? We've discussed Ill Old Me. We've, of course, discussed Midnight Matinee at the Macabre. We've discussed your 2024 plans where you're going to be jumping into the singles game again and dropping a whole bunch of singles. And the possible follow-up in 2025 to the latest album. Is there anything else you want to discuss music-wise? or? Yeah, uh, a big thing that I'm planning right now with another artist, we're trying to form a group, not necessarily a group, but more of like a duo, two artists. My boy, shout out Enoch X Mortis. The dude is dope. He was at my album release party. He he and Cartoon Bondurant, Bondurant, fuck me if I said it wrong. Sorry, Cartoon, if I fucked up your name. Cartoon and Enoch drove from Michigan to Minnesota from my album release party to perform, and they both killed it. And it was dope seeing that type of, those type of artists coming to, to my spot because as far as I'm concerned, as far as I know, locally, there's not a lot of artists like me, almost pretty much none. Like horrorcore yeah. is almost non-existent in Duluth, Minnesota. Maybe in Minneapolis, there's a little bit more wiggle room, but I don't really fuck around in Minneapolis too much. But having them come and having us be able to put on like a real good raw underground hip hop show in Duluth was next level and very inspiring to me to see that. And both of them are, are doing great right now. Their momentum is just going up. Back to Enoch, him and I did a song on the, the album, Midnight Matinee the Cobb. We did a song called Mutanoid Underground Dwellers. And him and I really clicked with that song in terms of the the aesthetic and dynamic of him and I together with our voices. We have very similar voices with our range and style. We flow completely different, which is what makes it unique, I think. But we have voices that kind of go hand in hand and very similar ways of, of rapping in terms of how we do punchlines and shit like that. So going forward, we would like to turn Mutanoid Underground Dwellers, Mud, into a group, whether it is putting out singles leading up to something bigger or working on an album. We're really trying to figure that out. Right now, we're leaning towards doing an album together. And after that, we would like to uh, we would like to do some sort of tour, small tour, Midwest, maybe five or six states, nothing huge, just to kind of kick the shit off right, you know? Oh, man, I love that right there. That's a bit of a bomb drop right there, Hunter. So how were those shows that you put on? I did see foot, um, like photos and whatnot on Facebook or or some of the socials there. It looked like you're starting to get like a, a good little following happening there locally. Yeah, it's definitely been slow going. The last two, three years, I've been performing pretty consistently, getting to know a lot of the other artists in the area, DJs, promoters, and just venue owners in general. Really just focusing in on that town mainly just to get my performance game up just to get sharper yep. with it just to get better at it before i start expanding out i mean it's not to say i don't go to different towns i've been to the cities a few times over in minneapolis and other areas but now that i'm at that point where i feel like my performance game is dialed i've been investing more money into my performance setup i just ordered some wireless mics from an artist on my facebook pretty dope dude completely rehauled my merchandise booth and <laughs> just got like as much shit as I could possibly need to have a legit booth and just putting that money in there so that next time I do do a show it's going to be elevated to the next level not only that my DJ that I've been working with has been upgrading his setup as well which is monumental it's it's insane 
what we're able to do now. And it's just having the right people around you, meeting the right people and growing a team that it takes time to do it and it's not easy. But when you do have those right people in your corner and in place, it's it's amazing what you can do. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Oh, I love that right there, Hunter. Yeah, I think it's very exciting things to come in the world of ill fortune. Very much appreciate you letting us know about that, man. Before I let you know, though, I want to talk a little bit of horror. Do you, you, we obviously talk about it quite frequently. You're a big horror guy. Do you have a go-to horror Christmas movie because it is that time of year again? Horror Christmas movie? Ooh. Ooh, you hit me with a hard question because I hate horror Christmas movies. <laughs> you hate them? Oh, there you go, man. Oh, man. I Oh, that's that's a tough one. I don't, I, can't, I don't think I can recommend a Christmas one, but I can give you, it's a little late, I can give you the Thanksgiving recommendation to go watch yeah, Thanksgiving, that new fucking movie that just came out. Is it good? I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, my God, it's so good. It, I had not high expectations. I didn't even watch the trailer. My buddy drug, uh, drug me to it, and I was, like, expecting it to be really stupid, right? Yeah. I was fucking wrong, man. And the first five minutes of it, I was like, what the hell am I watching? Like, I ended up, I just, I was like on the edge of my seat, like, oh my God, this is that shit right here. And I found out, you've seen, have you seen Planet Terror or Bulletproof? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess, I didn't know this, but when those, when those came out in theaters, they ran together and it was like a four hour run where they like, they played like a double feature and there was trailers throughout for fake movies, right? Machete was one of them, which ended up becoming a real movie. Thanksgiving was one of those movies. There was a fake trailer for it. And it was, I actually looked it up after I seen the the movie that the one that just came out. The original trailer is gruesome. (laughs) It was gnarly. I am happy they made it into a movie because it it deserved to be one. It's uh, it's a classic, man. You got to watch it. Oh, there you go right there. Yeah, definitely going to have to. I did notice that they're already planning a Thanksgiving 2, which I think is 2025 coming out, but I haven't even seen the first one. So thank you for that recommendation right there, man. Really appreciate you taking time out. Ill Fortune Music, it's music, S-I-C-K there at the end is the place.com to check this man out. A link to all of his socials are on there. Be sure to check out that album, Midnight Matinee at the Macabre, and of course, Ill old me as well. Been a big, big year for this man with plenty more to come as we've just discussed. Thanks so much for taking time out, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Ned. Thank you for doing everything you do for the underground. Keep it ill. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network. Greywolfentertainment.net.